0: What's good Divine Gang Gang? I am super excited to share this one with you. This um, chit chat is going to be for the type of person who likes to stay um, after school and get the extra credit. Um, I'm going to be going over a a study but when I tell you that this is going to be a capstone podcast... um, I probably need to find ways to to identify which ones I consider to be capstone. But for those of you who kind of remember when I went into depth about Aquarius, the age of Aquarius, and we spent maybe a good, good two weeks um, cultivating that content and mulling it over, um, but with the understanding that if we... Um, understand how those things play a role in our future we're gonna thrive and I and that's what I feel about the study I think that for the divine feminine divine masculine tribe twin flame tribe once you understand this um it's it's going to definitely impact how you move in the next 20 years in the next 40 and 60 years right so The way I have decided to do this is I'm going to tell you what I got out of the study, um, and I want you to listen to where those things came out, right, as I read the study. And then if, if I feel the need at the end of the study, I will come back in and summarize, kind of like the same way you write a high school essay, right? You do the introduction and the conclusion are kind of the same, but it's something about wrapping up if I need to, so... This one might be a little bit more than 30 minutes, but um, I don't think it's going to go that much more longer. But again, this is a capstone, something for you to take with you through the ages. And if you understand this and can pass this knowledge on to your children and find a way to pa- for them to pass it on to your children's children, this is what legacies and empires are built off of, right? The understanding how things work around us Now... Before I read into uh, read the study, there are there are eight things I want you to think about um, that I consider to be the gems. But there's so much more, and like I said, in future podcasts, I'm gonna come back and and delve into it. So let's go. All right. So one of the things when we talk about the study is I started to ask myself, you know, why some of the things were happening, and one of the things that came out to me is, okay, we need to focus as a collective on abundance mindset, okay, um, because that leads quickly into number two, right? So you're going to hear how there is lack mindset, but so the opposite of that, if we're going to alchemize it, if we're going to turn the dial, increase the frequency, raise the, the, the you know, tune into something higher and, and more evolved and ascended, then we need to switch from lack mindset to abundance mindset in order to get different results, which leads to my number two point, which is you have to recognize that, as humans, we have a locus of control. We are not animals. And that's one of my biggest gripes with Christianity across the board. Christianity tells you that the locus of control is outside of yourself. And you. that's why you have alcoholics in the church, pedophiles in the church. You have drug addicts in the church. You have chronic cheaters and infidelity in the church because they feel that the the forgiveness is always going to be there and the locus of control is on this outside person when really it comes down to you're not an animal you're not just subject to the to the you know whatever these humans put whatever conditions they put you into no that's what alchemy is that's what masterminding is that's what strategy is you know even when you look at um alchemy has to do with chemistry but it's like what happens if you add this and this and remove this and add more of this am I getting the the results that I want and as a human being you have that ability I don't know who told you otherwise but I'm here to tell you you can take control of your life you can take control of your boat and I think that you know, I would love to see more of that mindset in the Black community. Are we going to be chartering a little bit of the rough seas and a little bit more conflict because other people are going out of their way to do it? Yes. But at the same time, it's that 10X you having to be 10 times better that is going to make us stronger. And I think that if we as a collective Flexed our um our power, the fact that we have to do things ten times better, we would really start to dominate, but we' ha- we haven't realized that we've been succumbed to that, <clears throat> but that was huge in this one, as you're listening to the study, understand that you are not an animal, you're not at the mercy of people manipulating things around you, you know you can. Do things to get yourself out of these situations and mastermind and scheme. Very much actually pinky in the brain type of a theme to it, <laughs> right? Number three, one of the things I noticed is that there's a shrinking and I put in caps workforce, right? Shrinking workforce of men in particular, because I noticed that they talk a lot about women and I'll be addressing this in future podcasts, um, but um <clears throat> what if you're gonna notice when we get to the part in the study where um, you're paying attention to active dominant, you know purpose type of a thing and so the you're gonna notice what happens when there's no workforce, there's no action, there's no purpose for the males it just it goes downhill from that, right? The, um, other thing was there's a strain on women and there's a potential for there to be a strain on women. So as we're moving forward, as we move forward with the self-care oracles that we're going to be doing, I'm going to be addressing self-care for women and some of the things that you need to look for and, um and um, take care of yourself and other thing is and this is going to be kind of like for those of you who are listening to this i'm telling you it's it's a game changer i'm going to give you a sneak peek a lot of you know i'm going chapter by chapter from the book the science of getting rich and you're going to hear it here first ahead of the the rest of them because it's 17 chapters and and today i need to read chapter four i believe four or five but so we still have a ways to go but the secret to the science of getting rich one of the secret um, ingredients in that formula is for you to compete i mean i'm sorry not to compete but to concre- to create i have put here compete versus create the secret formula is for you to create and so when you start to see what happens when there's competition It's another red flag, things go left. And so think about how this formula would be different with you creating. And again, it goes to my number two point, which was we are not animals. We're not animals compete with each other's with with each other. Humans create. And I cannot wait to get to that chapter in the science of getting rich. That's going to be another capstone. And we're going to really you know, continue to mull over that content for the rest of my life and the life of this podcast, right? The other thing I want you to pay attention to is the importance of creating business for family to work in. And those are the families that will thrive, right? We're talking about legacy generational wealth, right? The other thing was, um, you guys know that I'm a huge advocate, but I'm gonna be able to show in this study how it's important for you to go for a hundred thousand dollars a year, six figures minimum a year. It says because I put here because we are living longer, and so. Because we're living longer, I'm going to break down, for example, when you look at, um, I'm going to encourage you to invest. And I started to break down the numbers of how you can do it. But um, even when you look at Warren Buffett, he became a millionaire at the age of 33. But the thing is, he took $20,000 at the age of 21 and invested it. And I put it into my, um, my Forex calculator it's a compound calculator one of my i keep a tab open with it all the time i use it all the time to calculate if i'm getting a good return on interest on something and i put 20,000 in and i put it at 3% a lot of you know i use novatech for one of my investment tools and they give approximately give or take depending on the market 3% um, every week so i put in 20,000 and i put i typed in um i typed in cuz so i put from the age of 21 to 33 that's 12 years. So I put uh initial investment of 20,000, and I put <clears throat> three years. Um let me do it in this cut because I did it on my phone, but I don't want to close that tab. So 20,000, and I had put it initially at 3%, but the number was so huge. I'm not gonna even lie to you. I didn't know if it was going to be billion or trillion to be quite honest. So I reduced it to 2% weekly return and I put it for 12 years, right? Compounding every year for 12 years and um, with no additional monthly contributions. <clears throat> and so it came out to, let's see, so that's hundred thousand, that's a million. So I want to say is it trillion is the next one. So it came out to 3 trillion, $154,305,301. And you can do this in, um if you go to the com, <clears throat> and you go to compound interest and type in starting balance, 20,000 at 2% return weekly for 12 years with no additional, you're going to be making a phenomenal amount. So when I did crunch the numbers on that I'm like no no no. I need to go back to my tribe and I really need to stress with them start off with 10,000 right I mean I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one but even if you start off with 10,000 at the age of 21 and stash away or continue to make you know you can play with the, the compound um, calculator but even if you start off with 5,000 and put 500 every month or or so on and so forth, it's easy to see how in 12 years you can already hit millionaire status by the age of 33. So regardless of whatever age you are, give yourself the 13 years. We've been talking a lot about self-mastery and um, I'm a huge proponent of it. I think that it shows character strength um, that people underestimate. It takes character and discipline and clarity and focus to stay with something long enough to acquire a hundred thousand a year and to make more than that a year. And that's why I'm going to continue to to advocate for my, especially my divine masculines to make that hundred thousand divine feminines. I absolutely want that for you too. I'm going to be paying attention to encouraging you to take on more of the passive income, you know, and to make your life as Free as possible i understand some of you will want to be out in the workforce but we're going to be talking a little bit more about that especially when it comes to the strain on women and the roles that that come with that <clears throat> but i i'm gonna encourage my divine feminines to explore passive income compound interest and to use that to your advantage um of course, for my Divine Masculines too. But when you look at the study, the problem and the breakdown happens when the men are not part of the workforce, when they're not um, in action. And and it just is what it is. I think sometimes men want to be women and they want the soft and the pretty life. Um, but you're going to go against some universal laws or, or some makeup of yourself if you want to start to be you know, just more passive or receptive or like more feminine in your role, right? So yeah, that was interesting to me. Um, Warren Buffett became a millionaire at the age of 33 with the initial investment of 20,000, but I showed you how easy it is. Now you start to look at things around you and you say, am I gonna get at least 2% on my return? At least 3%. If it's not, then it might not be the best investment or if you're diversifying your, your um." Your streams, you might be happy with 1% for longer, right? Um, and we're going to explore all of that. And then my last point as in terms of this is look at where you can fit in. As I'm reading this study, <clears throat> I want you to look at where you fit into it and to think about how you can alchemize the situation. How can you make it better? How can you leverage the way that you're going to move and the way that society around you is going to move? Um you know, uh farming makes me realize like it's gonna be important for us to buy farmlands to invest in getting produce and different types of produce. Um, elder care is a huge one. Um there's a franchise that I already have pinned on my board. So as soon as the deposits come in, I'm just gonna put money to get into a franchise that has to do with senior and elder care. And even quite possibly have my own homes because I, I have parents who are getting older. They're nowhere close to um, having to be having in-home care at all. They have like another good twenty, thirty years to go, right? But um, it, you know, health-wise, but you never know accidents can happen and that type of thing. But I'm starting to think of their future and I would want there to be luxuries that they're afforded. Um, And so I would have several homes, not an Airbnb, but kind of like several homes where people can still live luxurious lifestyle type of a thing um, with very nice in-home care, right? And, And exploring what that model means and to hire the nurses, right? So that's something that I'm just daydreaming about. I have it on my board and I just daydream about that but when you start to look at the study you start to see that it's going to play a very critical role moving forward and it's an area that's going to expand so why not start off with your 20,000 or or something small and allow it to, to plant the seed to let it grow another area was women-based numbers um, there's already in in trading <clears throat> it's I I remember hearing The phrase, but I don't remember the exact phrase, but it had to do with there's a a part of trading that has to do with women-dominated products and services and... So however a woman moves kind of sets the pace for the rest of the the industry and the cultures and how we do things. And so now you're going to pay attention to the woman in that situation and what are the things that she's going to need and how do you add luxury and comfort for her life and um, services to make her life easier, right? The other thing is travel. I'm actually, you know, and travel is actually an Age of Aquarius theme. And I think that some people are kind of scared about it or still shy about it. But I'm going to tell you right now, in tangent with this study and how people work and how um, Age of Aquarius, it's, it's an area that's expanding. If you look at like even um, Airbnb uh, has adapted so quickly. I mean, I just ha- I have a newfound love and admiration and awe and adoration for inno- people who are innovative, right, and who can move with the with the times of the the, the changes, adapt to changes, flexibility. And so, uh, Airbnb started to notice that with the pandemic. People were now working remotely and they were loving that they could go to another state and stay there for two weeks instead of having to stay for the weekend. And so they started to modify their services and and how they were set up to accommodate people who are wanting to stay for, you know, longer stays and, and what that means for the future. Right. And the other thing too, there's another company that actually kind of, um, is following the steps of Airbnb, but they have it set up to where you can share your your house with other people who want to do that same model. So you can spend three months in their house and they don't spend three months in yours and then you switch it out or six months, right? And And so When you start to think proactively in that way, now you start to take advantage. You start to carpe diem, seize the moment, seize the opportunities. These are things that are going to expand. The other thing is security and safety. You know, I won't go into too many details, but I know people who work in security and who work in um, safety and they're making Boku stupid cash, like stupid. Stupid amounts of money, like, and I, you know, just, just, <clears throat> but, um, but start to look at what that's going to mean. You have gated communities, but you have communities that are not gated. Is there something you can do to provide for that? So let's get into it. Let's get into the study. So 19 minutes, I'm going to try to make a mental note. 19 minutes is when I get into the study. So I'm going to read it and try not to ad-lib too much because I feel like I've addressed the points. But now I want you to have put on those bifocals and look at it through the lens of what I'm saying. Um so let's go it's actually based off of the the it's called the U, the universe 25 it's an experiment you can google it and i'm actually going to have an, a link in the in the description about an interview that is just gives you so much more insight and i'm going to be referring back to that um back to that conversation and that dialogue uh for further insight into how this experiment works, because I wanted to make sure it was legitimate and not just somebody who came up with this, you know, because sometimes you see stuff online and then it's just not legitimate or that type of thing. So it's called the Universe 25 experiment is one of the most, and it says here, but again, I don't want us to feed into this fair. Fair is false evidence appearing real. I already told you, like I said at the beginning, you're not an animal, Okay. So I probably will ad ad lib a little bit, but here it says uh, the universe 25 experiment is one of the most terrifying experiments in the history of science, which through the behavior of a colony of mice is an attempt by scientists to explain human societies The idea of of universe 25 came from the American scientist, John Calhoun, who created an quote unquote ideal world in which hundreds of mice would live and reproduce more specifically Calhoun built the so-called paradise of mice, a specifically designed space. So pay attention. This is, this is areas manipulated by men, right? Um. built the so-called Paradise of Mice, a specifically designed space where rodents had abundance of food and water, as well as large living space. In the beginning, he placed four pairs of mice that in a short time began to reproduce, resulting in their population growing rapidly. However, after 315 days, their reproduction began to decrease significantly. When the number of rodents reached 600, a hierarchy was formed between them and the the so-called wretches um, appeared. So a hierarchy formed between them and then the so-called wretches appeared, right? Those are like the lowlifes, the dusties, the dustinas, the ratchets, right? But then again, one of the things I want to make abundantly clear is, fear is false evidence appearing real. we live in such an abundant world like bill gates just bought a whole bunch of acres of land there's so many things around us that are still undeveloped unexplored untapped into right and so while everyone else is living off of fear and lack truth of the at the uh the matter is there's still abundance out there and so you're not this person is just a human being and so that space is going to get confined for 316 but we have the whole world and it's going to talk a little bit more about travel right once i recognize what's going on you're going to pay attention to why travel is so important because the world it really is yours and the world doesn't just end at your doorstep or in your community or in your city it's it's global so it says the larger rodents began to attack the group with the result that many males began to collapse psychologically right as a result the females did not protect themselves and in turn became um aggressive towards their young and i've seen that in other animals too like even with dogs um when you hit a dog it will transfer the the anger to the other dog it won't necessarily bite the human but it will transfer the energy and so that's something that's animalistic behavior and so it's so funny with the self-ritual care, self-care ritual that we did this, the last one. We were talking about how do we stop the ripple effect? And so here you see it, where it's like ripple effect has to do with animal instincts to pass on the anger, the hate, the the sadness, the disappointment. But humans have a locus of control where you can decide not to have the ripple effect. We're not animals right wells of abundance the seven planes of um of abundance that one's a really good book for you to understand too because it talks about being a plant a vegetable an animal and then a human right so it says yeah as time went on the females showed more and more aggressive behavior um, isolation elements and lack of reproductive mood there was a low birth rate and at the same time an increase in mortality in younger rodents. Then a new class of male rodents appeared. They're the so-called beautiful mice. They refuse to mate with the females or to fight for their space. And that's what's going on. You, that's, this is, that's exactly what MGTOW is. MGTOW is about the beautiful mice. They refuse to mate with their females or to fight for their space absolutely beautiful beautiful MGTOW males all they cared about was food and sleep at one point beautiful males and isolated females right and and that makes sense and that's why I think I want for the divine feminines that's why I feel like I want to encourage you to get out there and go for the the most productive men in the society i know that there's conversations about how to properly vet and sometimes the the mice that you're working with really are trash but um we will unpack what that means, right? Because I can see myself even being an isolated female. I've talked to you guys, and a part of it has to do with my age. I am a, a little bit older, but I think for my younger women, the, the hope is absolutely still there, I think, with the right guidance and mentorship. But um, I'm on the latter end of isolated female. I'm not considering myself to be in childbearing age. And so then so now there's not a need for me to mate or to have a partner or companionship, right? I'm just focused on my food and my and my pentacles, just the same like the beautiful males, just like the Mgtow males, right? Thankfully, I'm not passing out anger to those around me. There's nothing ratchet about me or anything like that, right? But so that's kind of how you understand how these stages of life happen so it talks about at one point beautiful males and isolated females made up the majority of the population according to calhoun the death phase consisted of two stages the first death and the second death oh y'all just bear with me um i have a little pesky cough but i'm taking something for it Mm. and the water helps so much but, um, yeah, that should be clearing up in a little bit. So, first and second death. So, it says, the former was ca- characterized by the loss of purpose in life beyond mere existence. So, we've got to get back to understanding purpose in life, right? It says, no desire to mate, raise, children, raise young, or establish a role within society, that's low vibrational so the opposite of that is to restore a healthy desire to mate, restore you know wanting to raise our young and establishing a role in society those are key but and again i want to remind you it had to do with the shrinking workforce of the men of the males okay that's what offset everything that was the hairline trigger that set everything into into motion <clears throat> it says as time went on juvenile mor- mortality reached 0 re- reached 100% and reproduction reached 0 Um, So that's where you hear conversations about, you know, not wanting to bring children into an uncertain world. For me, my thing is, I don't think it'd be fair for me to bring in a child without making sure that the father is going to be there. Um, I grew up in a two-parent home. I cannot, at one point, I was kind of selfish. I was like, listen, I will cry my tears in my Bugatti and I will have my son and my daughter in my car and we will drive along Malibu and I will make sure they have all the toys and all the travel and all the classes, but I understand the importance of having a father figure for them and I just, I can't do it to them. I can't do that. I feel like it would be selfish and that's just where I'm coming from at this particular point in time, but it's these these rats are figuring out i don't want to have children and have to fight for myself and try to fight off the the debate fight off people from the babies because it's not safe right it doesn't feel safe i don't feel protected and so the divine feminists are just like close that womb up i'm good all right so let me close out this podcast i'm going to continue like i said this is going to be a little bit long but it is a case study and it's going to be important so let me close this 30-minute segment off, and I'll, um, you'll hear me in the next couple of seconds. Okay, so where I left off is it says, As time went on, juvenile mortality reached 100%, and reproduction reached zero. Among the endangered mice, homosexual- huh. homosexuality was observed, and at the same time, cannibalism increased, despite the fact that there was plenty of food. Okay. And some of this I'm reacting to all over again. I read it a couple of times, but yeah, that's just wild. Um, Two years after the start of the experiment, the last baby of the colony was born. By 1973, he had killed the last mouse in the Universe 25 experiment. John Calhoun repeated the same experiment 25 more times, and each time the result was the same. Calhoun's scientific work has been used as a model for interpreting social collapse, and his research serves as a focal point for the study of urban sociology. Okay, um, We are currently witnessing direct parallels in today's society weak feminized men with little to no skills and no protection instincts if that doesn't sound like the gender wars that are going on right now in the manosphere i don't know what does like facts on facts weak feminized right so you're competing with me to be a woman to be pretty and soft and taken care of and to protect you and and that's why i think pushing forward like i'm Doubling down, tripling down on my message, you know, get your skills up, right? Get your income up. Take action, join the workforce. Okay. And it says, and no protection instincts. And I think that that's one of the biggest things, like, especially in the Black community, you hear it from women, like, and I felt it myself too, you know, I just, don't feel safe. And I feel myself gravitating towards the masculines that make me feel safe. And that feeling feels so much more better. I don't know how to explain it to you, but it's like when I hear them and I, I hear them, you know, watching online and that type of thing. And it's like, okay, okay, cool. Cool. All right. Like you have to listen and be like, where is he coming from? Okay, cool. I'm going to be safe here. I'm going to feel okay and protected here. Right. I'm not going to be bashed here or run through the mud type of a thing, right? Um, but you see it in other in other areas. There's actually, I'm going to say it here real quick. Oh, man. Let me see if I can find the, ooh, let me, I can find it real quick. I'm going to go ahead and mention it here since we're, we're talking about it. I'm going to spend a little bit of time. But let me... Um, this is very current, very live. I am recording this on, uh, January 6th, 2022. <clears throat> Cause I like, I like the idea of doing time capsule type stuff for my, you know, fellow people to listen to like way in the days, like after I've been passed on and stuff. But, um, this was, uh, um, actually so this this is a news clip from nineteen twenty three january five nineteen twenty three right um so however many years ago, but on this exact today's the fifth or sixth oh it would have been yesterday this i saw this post yesterday, but it says rosewood florida january fifth associated press and again nineteen twenty three I'm recording this in 2020, but I want you to listen to the human behavior, right? So it says armed posses of white men numbering between 200 and 300 were searching tonight for Jesse Hunter, ex escaped Negro convict who, in addition to an alleged attack on a white girl, has been the incidental cause of the killing of two white men, four negroes, and the wounding of four other white men and so um when you listen to this, it's like you have a whole bunch of white men <clears throat> looking for this black guy because he allegedly and it says it right there alleged attack on a white girl, so you see that the dominant society has codes that they honor they protect their own women but for and some of you women will will more so identify with this but we just finished having there's two cases in particular there was a young beautiful girl and they're still sorting out the case but she went on a date apparently she went on bumble um and met this white guy, and she—he was supposed to be older man, and they found her dead in her apartment. And the other one is a black woman that was also in a in a interracial relationship. The this the sick mf'er scalped her, took her teeth, put it under the bed, like just disgusting. And while I'm not being facetious at all but there are black men that are like jacking off to it and jerking off to it like they get off on uh, they get a rise out of um like black women being harmed and it's already bad enough as it is um for those of you who are using this as a times capsule ray G black which is from last year late last year he killed two women and um i, I witnessed unfortunately several black men say that that was their hero and or defend him and so you're sitting there going like oh my god you know i did not deserve to be shot or killed or scalped or in any way shape or form and so here you saw the dynamic between white men from the dominant society will protect their own females but in the in the black community it's deteriorated we've gotten to that breaking point where it's feminized men with little or no skills and no protection instincts there's no instinct to to protect the black woman or any other woman you can also look at um uh jack zake or zach's zach stacy zach stacy like he you know that was a white woman he was with and um, that's supposed to be his preference. And even the preferences are getting tossed and punched and and killed and taken out. So it's just across the board. There's no protection instinct. So again, I want to remind you that that's, that's lower vibrational. And I want to remind you that the divine community, we're not animals. We're not, we can think, we can rationalize, we can rise above this, right? But everyone else, that's why they—that's why sometimes they call you animals. Like, it starts to make sense. And so it says, um, in today's society, weak feminized men with little to no skills or no protection instincts and overly agitated and aggressive females with no maternal instincts. I want to wrap up one more thing, too. There's actually another case that you can look if you're going to be looking in 2022, tw- end of 2021, um, a, uh, black man killed another black man at a restaurant because he got the order wrong. He didn't get the right size of fries. So the black man like shot and killed the other guy because he gave him the wrong size of fries. So it's, that's when you're talking about overly agitated, right? Um, so, but then it starts to talk about the women, aggressive females, right? you've been hearing a lot in the in the black community men will they've always said oh black women are so aggressive they're so ratchet they're so masculine and that's why one of the things for me moving forward is baby girl burn the motherfucking cape burn the cape learn to rest in your femininity S- sit back and and you know protect yourself but let step back cuz what's happening is We're trying to protect ourselves plus protect the men. No, you protect yourself and let the men duke it out amongst themselves. And I'm going to be talking about that on the next podcast. I hope I have a little bit of energy because when you're doing content creation, sometimes it it can pull from you and I'm a little bit empath and I want to make sure my energy and my focus is good. So it will probably come in in another couple hours, but I'm going to be talking about the cold, you know, about the winter. Those of you who are familiar with the Manosphere talk about Kevin, Samuels, he's been talking about the winter is here or or the winter is coming. No, the winter is here. And what do we do when it comes to dating and social, uh, urban sociology, right? So it talks about aggressive females with no maternal instincts. And you guys have been hearing me talk about this, but it's kind of like I just grieve because I don't see us women really pouring into our children you know what does it mean for you to to try to get yourself in a situation where you're not in um blackistan and that's why i think i want to double down to divine feminine don't allow you know if you live in blackistan and you're young and you have your future ahead of you don't let anybody gaslight you into <laughs> putting you and your future to replicate Blackistan. Go for the high vibrational man. Go for the... Get yourself out of that situation, whether it means raising your finances to get yourself out and to have better for your children and to, to change the course of direction to... Um, nip the ripple effect, uh, ripple effect, and go for the high vibrational masculine, the the masculine that is in the workforce, that is in action, that is exhibiting the leadership. Don't ever let them gaslight you out of that. Part of your maternal instincts is wanting to have better for your children. I um, there was one lady that I was listening to, like maybe about a year ago, and she was talking about another animal study, right? But it was talking about how it's kind of the same dynamic where the women, the 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 the, the females in the pack gravitated to the strongest leaders of that um of that species, and so what ended up happening is the males who were not performing, that were injured, maimed that type of thing um they got no play they got no play and not only did they were they repressed they had no one was sleeping with them Um, no one was having, none of the the animals were having sex with those types, they died off, but those genes died off. And I think that we don't, um, take into account how important epigenetics is. And I made, I made a a disturbing podcast where I kind of lit into it. And I said, do not sleep with the, uh, with the bastard, do not have children with the bastard. And, and, um, I pulled it and I will try to, to, um, recreate because it was so good i went in but i think that the language could have maybe offended some and i i didn't get feedback from that but i i I had to kind of reflect for myself and try to think if it was it was a good message (laughs) um but but i had to kind of smooth out some of the rough edges but when um there's one guy in particular that i talk about and and i see him in other men but you have to understand that Um, epigenetics are so relevant and in epigenetics means that you're gonna do and say and act and do things that were part of your genetic makeup from your mom and from your dad's side and so there's this one guy in particular he doesn't realize it he's not awakened yet but he is very much smash and dash and I started to listen and, and Kind of start to figure out where he's coming from and why. Well, come to find out, his mom, his dad smashed and dashed with his mom, so he did what you call a chocolate drop. So he came in, screwed the woman, you know, created a child, and he was just on to the next. Never, did he, I don't know that he ever got to know his dad growing up, and so he saw what it was like for his mom to be a single mom, but the, and so he doesn't value marriage. Like, and you can hear it in the way that he talks. He's like, I will go on dates and I just find it's not worth the squeeze. You're just a, 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 a you know, pussy to him. You're just a way to release himself. Right. And so he doesn't understand what it means for, uh, um father or a husband to be in the home and what relationships and that the legacy that comes with it comes but the sad part is he is doing exactly what his dad did so it it comes so naturally to him you guys it's not even funny but the epigenetics is there he just goes and he just smash and dash and the, the, the numbers are are high you know but it's part of his genetic makeup and so and he hasn't um awakened yet he's still kind of in his animal instinct he hasn't started to understand or take mastery and control of his emotions and feelings and course correct right and and who knows i i would hope that he he it's one of those i'm not telling you to put yourself in that situation where now you feel bad for him and then you try to you know mammy him and be that girl for him. No, I would tell you, stay far away from him. You know, I, and this is the thing, like, I like him as a person. I feel bad for him, but no way in hell would I ever even entertain what it means to date and to have that. No, 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 no. Burning my cape, you know, he will figure it out. Um, or he won't. But it doesn't mean and I think with divine feminine, divine masculine, twin flame relationships, I think sometimes the divine feminine, you start to when you awaken, you start to observe the other party and you feel bad for them and you empathize. And but then now you end up trying to get in a relationship with them. But the epigenetics are very real. And now you're talking about replicating that, right, with somebody who's not healed. But um yeah so now we start to talk talk about maternal instincts right and it's a result of you know not having your father in the home having to see your mom for, fend then for herself there was another interesting thing too that um one of the things that said in here I might have accidentally skipped over the sentence when I was scrolling down but it was a part in there that said that at one point all of the rats had gotten bitten. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. Okay, so now let me go to the. I took screenshots of that. Um, the link that I put in the description. I I took pictures of some of the the points. Um, but let me see where it is. Did I? Oh, oh yeah. So here it says, at what? Um, this is Ved Vedentown. This is one of the people who's having a um, discussion about the study. So it says at one point, nearly every mouse in the enclosure had a raw injured tail from being bitten by other mice. After a while, the, the mice stopped reproducing. Eventually, the entire population was dead. And so that's where you kind of start to hear these conversations about who hurt you. So we have a lot of hurt people. We have a lot of people who've been I've been, you know, hurt by my, my divine masculine counterparts, right? And I'm I'm in isolation mode. Thankfully not to the extreme where I'm um, like ratchet or not maternal. Um but definitely not wanting to procreate at this point in time, not in these current conditions. But you hear that from a lot of women too, and so. And then you have, unfortunately, I think what happens is, um, with the men, and it's so weird to me how they say that the type of women they describe because maybe they need to move or to where I'm from. But we, I, it's hard for me to identify with the ratchet woman. It really is, um. <clears throat> It's easier for me to identify with a um, quote-unquote high-value man or a, or a high-earning masculine um, because I've been around it, so I kind of understand how they move and that type of thing. And so it's difficult for me to understand, but it sounds like most of the men that make it to the manosphere, the quickest way to get to the manosphere is somebody broke your heart point blank period and they have the stories to tell you they will tell you about the failed relationships with with women um and so now they're a part of the manosphere but somebody hurt them somebody bit their tail and so now every and so now because most of us are not awakened and we're on that animalistic plane right which is plane number two number one is is plant number two is animal Um, everybody's tail then got bit and now it's not safe for anybody is like hide your wife, hide your kids. Cause they, they, they come in for everybody out here. Everybody's going around with a and tail. Um, <clears throat> so I thought that was interesting, right? Same thing with, with the women. Like I said, we've, <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to make sure that I want no dust around me and I want to make sure that it's a it's a masculine who is in you know values commitment, you know. Um and but that hasn't been my I've gotten my tail bitten a couple of times, right? And um so same thing for the masculines. I don't understand why they keep attracting ratchet women. I heard one guy, I'm kind of ad-libbing, but it just is what it is. I heard one guy, it was actually the lead attorney. That's who it was. You guys, when I tell you sometimes, it's funny how my mind works. Like, I just cannot understand this woman. Like, it really troubles me. But he said that he slept with the moose. I'm like, I'm trying to understand how that happened. He said that he slept with the moose. And I'm like, he's calling the woman a moose. I'm like, why would you do that? Why, like, isn't there a better, like better looking women around you? But his story is not standalone. There was another, um, there's a, a comedian, his name is Faison Love, I believe his name is Faison Love. And he said that he slept with the wombat. And I'm like, why on this whole entire global I'm sure you could have gone to freaking Colombia, Argentina. I don't know where all these other uh, Philippines. Uh-huh. But you had to sleep with a wombat, my, 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 my Edward? That, why would you do that? And he was talking about, the, and then to make it worse, he had a child and I'm like, so your daughter is half wombat? Is that what you're telling me? Like one thing i will stand on is at least that the, the guys that i've dated i can give you their credits. It's some good credentials behind it um some of you know like i grew up like when i um was a child i grew up in compton i've shared this before grew up in compton and uh, i remember watching sesame street and hearing the bullets swinging by and we had to run into the back room and get down behind the bed and thankfully my parents took us out of that environment and we're doing so much better now right but as ratchet as that that area was never dated a gangster never never celebrity like not celebrity but musician politician um warehouse person person who was able to get a really great contract with the government you know but never so i it's hard for me to i've never talked to you about any thugs i've never dated a thug i don't understand that dynamic but i'm saying all of that to say like why would you choose to date a wombat or a moose like that's just freaking weird to me anyways let me get back to my mom (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I'll be like, "How did he sleep with the moose?" That's just freaking weird to me. Why? That's so gross. But, anyways, let me leave them alone. So, here is Harper. There's a part where he's talking about. It says, "Um, I believe it was the second paragraph. I wanted." So it says, and if you have a society which has large numbers of children, then a lot of those societies, societies' resources, both the national resources and the resources of the communities and households and families is focused on keeping that big, great big bulge of the population, which are children. <laughs> Excuse me. um, And it's talking about developing them, educating them, stopping them from dying. So it's talking about the maternal instinct, right? Mm-mm-mm. I'm like low-key obsessed with water. So he he was talking about how since so society when they have large numbers of children the inclination is for them to develop them educate them stop them from dying keeping them safe that's what we need to be focusing on right now and so it says here and that means that it's actually quite difficult for those societies then to make that leap into what we call the demographic dividend when we move from young children into being adults and able to be productive and we can be productive in different ways we can work this is so critical i want you to think about this part this is a huge entire gold mine right here um, and also i didn't mention when i was talking about the travel and elderly care and women services education for children right what services in curriculum uh, and opportunities can you provide for for that demographic because it's critical especially when we get to the point where we might have more children than adults to be able to get them from young child into adult to be productive <clears throat> what does that mean what does that look like right if you're a twin flame and you believe you have a mission whether it's by yourself or with your twin what does that look like so it says here and it says um, and this was the other thing I wanted to talk about, how, especially for my divine feminines, do not get gaslighted out of wanting to break the generational curse. If you live in Blackistan, this is where you partnering with a um, d- divine masculine that's 528 Hertz, is in the workforce and is a leader in his community, this is where you start to build generational wealth and and break that curse, right? Your understanding of this is paramount. It says um, we can be productive in different ways. We can build, we can work in the family or uh, let me see. I had to I had to go to another screenshot because it was a large uh, paragraph. It says we can work in the family or household economy, right? So. As you're moving forward, I love, love, love the idea of, you know, Divine Family and looking for a Divine Masculine that is a CEO and has his own company. Because when you have your children, he can teach them how to take on the business, and so I was talking about earlier how it's a tragedy that we're sending our, our young women and our 16-year-old women to places like Burger King where they're trying to work and they're trying to make money and they're trying to be responsible only for her to get shot because some dusty guy wanted to, to make free money. She's at work, but he wants to pull up to the driveway and, and bless her heart, she didn't know better. She should have just given him the money, but she's trying to do this and lost her whole entire life off of it but if we can create spaces especially for our women for our young women where it's like she can work in her dad's office and work on the financing and the marketing from the from the comfort of his office where you know it's safe you see what I'm saying like that's that's critical that's part of your maternal instinct to have that kind of foresight I had done a podcast a a while back talking about the importance of nesting and why inherently you want to look for the the male provider because you know that it it's critical for the for your offspring to thrive you know and if you don't pay attention to what you're reproducing with you're jeopardizing your children's future right so it says um we can work in the family or household economy we can work in the formal or in the urban or economic economy um or we can be carers, but it means that we are contributing more to our society and our community than we're taking from it. That is another goldmine too. Um, like I said, in The Science of Getting Rich, it talks about the importance of creating versus consuming. And so it says here, we're contributing more to our society than and our community than we're taking from it. And He actually, they go into a discussion about um, consumption, how in the United States, our consumption is like really freaking high compared to other countries, right? So I'm going to close this podcast out right here, Um, but you're obviously, you're going to see that there's more. So I'm hitting the 28 minute mark and I don't want to lose my train of thought. So I'm going to close this this little um, section out and continue recording as we go through the case study. All right. Okay, so, um, I wanted you to think about because I know that my listeners are from the ages of 16 to 65. But like I said, I want you to, the same thing that we did with Age of Aquarius, I want us to look about how, what this means and why it's so important for us to make important decisions because th- there's a saying, what you do today will impact you for the next seven years of your life, right? <clears throat> so, um, it wasn't necessarily part of what I had planned, but it's it's here, But I, and as I was waiting for the stuff to upload, I, I read it, and I think it's important for you to keep this at the forefront of your mind as you're making your decisions and why you need to invest and why you need to make certain accommodations for how your family is going to generate its income and thrive and be abundant and what that means for you as, an, as a, a person who's going to be looking to retire in the next 20, 40 60 years, right? So it says here, um, it it was talking earlier, it says, but it means that we are contributing more to our society and our community than we're taking from it. That was when he was talking about how we need to focus on our children, right? Um, And so that that means you're contributing more than you're taking from them. And then it says, and then if you move into those societies where, which are aging once we have not so much older f- adults, but older, frailer adults, and that's a sort of very old and typically in many societies now, it's, it's people probably in their 80s and 90s, they again stand to draw down on society's resources rather than necessarily contributing to them. <clears throat> and that's why economies and communities and societies get affected by the bulge in the age group of their population. Right. So paying attention to our youth, paying attention to what that's going to mean for you. Are you making preparations now? It doesn't matter what age you are. If you follow that investment tool and invest wisely and give it time to mature, right? Because even for me, I know like I'm so frustrated. Like I want to be in 2025, I'm going to be balling right um but so in some that's just three years but what does it mean to put your money in plant the seed and let it sit for the 12 years like Warren Buffett did right and and um planning for when you're going to be in your 80s and 90s and then that's when you start to look at things like life insurance and making sure that um you have things set up for your retirement and what does it mean for you to make sure that you have things around you to take care of you when you're in your 80s and you're in your 90s, right? I just thought that was interesting. So the next thing, and I think this is the last, yeah, this is the... Oh. (sighs) Oh, wow, that's kind of weird. Okay, so one one more section from that interview, it says... I mean, the strain on particularly women in their late 40s and 50s, I think, is extraordinary. So if you're younger, I want you to think about this. If you're in this age bracket, I want you to think about this. Um, If you're older, I also want to. But what I want you to do is think about what this is going to mean for wherever you are in life and how to adapt for it, account for it. But also if you're looking for mission or purpose or there's things or life experiences that you've had and you can provide a good or service that's going to generate income for you to provide this for other women, you now have a niche, right? And this is going to do nothing more but expand, right? So those of you who are working on your business plan, this is your niche right here. It says the strain. On part on particularly women in their late forties and fifties, I think is extraordinary. So so women are asked to be in the labor market. <clears throat> and again, this is why I think that I, I I studied the dynamic in this a little bit, but um this was talking a lot about women being in the workforce. And again, this whole thing that got triggered and set off was because the there was a shrinking workforce of men. And I understand this, this study has its, it can only do so much, but I'm looking at at it from all the different things I've been studying and observing. And so even in, in this article that I have linked in the episode description, it was talking about this woman and I'm going to be salty on her behalf, but this guy had the audacity to want to marry her because he thought she was so pretty, but the mf wasn't even able to provide for her to stay at home, you know, to stay home. So she continued, she um, gave it time to think about it, and then she finally took him up on his offer. And so they decided to get married, but she still had to work. And he's telling her that he, he wants children. This is in the article, right? He's telling her that she wants children. So she she took a year off to have the child. And so um the person who was interviewing her was like, well, do you want to have another child? And she's like, no, I can't afford to. I still have to take care of my child. I have to take care of my, you know, my wife duties I'm still working and now I have to take care of my parents and his parents it's a lot you know as opposed to if this man had gotten his ducks in a row where she could stay at home and not feel that strain and that pinch and I've talked about how the quickest way they talk a lot in our community about how women are are fat and obese and overweight listen the quickest way for you to gain 30 pounds is to increase your cortisol. You know how you increase cortisol? Working a nine to five, taking care of children, coming home, still doing 50-50. Doing a 50-50 relationship is the quickest, fastest way for you to gain 30 pounds. Because you're w- waking up the same time he is or before he is to get the kids ready Go to work, come home, do the, the do the duties. Plus, you got to be checking him to make sure that he's bringing his fifty percent to the table. It's just a whole entire stressful situation, right? <clears throat> Strain on particularly women in their late forties and fifties is extraordinary. Women are asked to be in the labor market. <clears throat> Some of them are becoming grandmothers and are being asked to whoa look at that. Look at that. And that makes sense because you're starting your family early. So you you've dedicated your youth, <clears> had <throat> your children in your 40s and 50s. Now you're becoming a grandmother? And are being asked to look after their grandchildren so their children can so that so that their children can go into labor market, but they're also caring for their older parents. Who um who are in their 70s and 80s, and in some cases, they're caring for their grandparents. And this is so true. I think, you know, and, and I'll be a little vulnerable here too, but I think part of the things that weren't considered taken into consideration is <clears throat> uh I, I really love my parents, so I'm I'm gonna probably shy away from this one. But the thing what I will say is. My grand-aunt, she was, she was my equivalent of my grandma. I consider my grand-aunt to be my grandma. I loved her to bits and pieces. Like Sometimes you guys have heard me talk about her, and I'll just start to kind of cry a little bit, even though I wasn't planning to even, you know, <clears throat> or whatever. So um, she lived to be 99 years old. And so guess who had to help take care of her while well, my dad was at work? My mom. And people don't really think about those type of things, right, that would have been basically like my grandma had to take care of her, and we, we enjoyed every moment she was here, she, oh my gosh, you guys would have loved her, oh, I don't want to be sad again, but, like, (laughs) <laughs> she had the greatest sense of humor and um I think like part of it I really like pretty things I like and um it was nice to be around her because I got to appreciate that part of life like my mom she's a little bit more you know like everyday woman type of thing but my my, my granddad she liked the pretty things and so I was the only girl out of the three boys and so she would dote on me in those ways right and we had a a special bond but it's like you're talking about we're in 2022 people are living way longer they're living past their 70s and their 80s and what is that going to mean for you know you want your a partner in life um And so, but you're wanting her to do 50/50. Take care of the kids. Take care of the grandkids. Take care of your kid, of your parents, her parents, and even possibly grandparents. (laughs) So, can you understand why economics, why finances are so important moving forward? Can you understand why I'm going to push for you to to push past people telling you? that you can make it with 40000 and 50000 a year. If you want to get married, you best believe I'm going to be grinding you to make at least six figures a year. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about the mindset behind it and why it's so important. And for my Divine Feminines, why, you know, I really want you to explore more measures of either you're working at your husband's job where if, you know, I I can think in the past couple of relationships, um, one in particular I could have filled in, you know, in certain areas. Um, but but then again, some couples don't like to do that. Sometimes they like to be separate, and that's okay. I've seen both sides, but what does it mean for you to work for your, your husband's company, right? <coughs> and so what does it mean for you to to take on certain things? to where you're contributing to the household if if that's what you want right cuz you're still kind of introducing the 50-50 but what i'm trying to say is divine feminine if you even explore what it means to have passive income the way that i have i would highly recommend my lifestyle and um i would recommend for, for like i would say my niece she's going to be set by the time she's graduating from high school she's going to be like multi like yeah millionaire right but and so she can move through life and navigate through things easier, um, and not having to subject herself to certain fifty-fifty um, situations, right? I'm gonna tell her, don't tell him where you're getting your money. Like I'm already training her from now, you don't ever let a man know how much you're gonna, how much you're making, or where your money's coming from. And that's just me, but that's to protect her, right? Because I don't want leeches or dusties or that type of thing, but setting up her account, you know, and so then now you start to talk about maternal instinct, making sure that your future generations have the trust funds and the hedge funds and the security so that they can move differently. Right. And, and um, there's, there's certain components that come along with that because you're going to have people who are going to fight me on this, or there's going to be people who want to build off of this. Right. So that pretty much concludes um, this case study. I didn't take a picture of the, but I have the link open. So I'm going to put the link in the description. And so then, yeah, as we close out here, can you see those things that I was talking about? And I'm getting a little bit tired, so... um, but can you see where an abundance mindset is important, where we have to understand our locus of control, that we are not animals, that we can take control of our environment. We can see things for how they are, and we can navigate and maneuver and mastermind and strategize how to ascend out of those low vibrational situations. <clears throat> can you see how, um, When I, especially I think when I link the, when you read the description, Read the article in the description um, about the shrinking workforce of men, right? Um, the strain on the women. Um, secret sauce formula right there is the difference between competing versus creating. Competing is an animalistic, low vibrational level. Um, I will tell my divine feminines, like, I look at men differently now. I can tell who part of the formula now. If if a guy tells me that he's competing with other men, I'm like, "Ooh, that is not going to work for you, babe." But I can see that the men who are successful and on an upward trajectory are creating. They're always creating new content. They're they're the the trendsetters and it's like, "Ooh, I would love to align with that. That's a good look. Keep that up." <clears throat> and so when you start dating and you start to understand these principles, that's why I encourage my divine feminines if you want a high earner a high value man you have to read the books that he reads to understand what a high uh, a person with a good mindset what they're vibrating at because if I had known this like now I can spot them there's just guys I will not even entertain or I'm not even trying to be visible to them because it's like oh you're competing I can already see how that that's going to work out for you but the guy that's creating I can spot them quickly now the competitor versus the creator. And so then it's kind of like, hey, how you doing? I'm kidding, right? But it's like, man, if I had had this back in the days when I was dating, it would have you you know how to spot them. But I had to read and get into the books and understand millionaire mindset, millionaire habits, rich habits, right? Science of getting rich, wells of abundance who's on which plane? Is he on a plane one, plane two, plane three, plane seven type of thinking? Now I can spot them. I can spot them. And, I, you know, there's things that they say and do and how they move. And I psychoanalyze the heck out of them, right? But I understand it. And same thing for you, Divine Feminine, too. You know, I think about the conversation of when a guy tells you, I have fun with the with the illustrations but I want you to get the bigger picture when he comes and he tells you you know like what do you bring to the table type of a thing or he starts comparing you to other women it's like I'm not gonna compete with other women I'm looking to create something that's unique between you and me you have your dynamics I have my dynamics and there's chemistry and we have the ability to create you know and I'm now keep in mind I'm not saying build I'm not saying build the barb or the 50-50. I'm talking about creating, <clears throat> right? Because I'm being very intentional about what I'm saying right there. Um, Creating something that's unique between you and I. You can go find someone else, but you're going to create something different. And so I'm looking to create generational wealth to nurture and have the maternal instincts and the wifey instincts and take care of the home and, and you focus on being a masculine provider and protector, and we're gonna have an outcome that is, you know, legacy, generational wealth, right? Type of a thing, structures and and things that work for us, right? I, I hope you get what I'm saying. But even for Divine feminists, it's the same thing too. I can tell from content creators who is just competing with other women and who is creating. And you can even start to look at the numbers and see who's on an upward trajectory. And you start to recognize that once that the things or people that they're competing with, um, once those formulas change, it can mess up. It, you can fumble your bag competing with someone else, but you will never fail when you're always creating, Right. Um uh wrapping up here, so talking about the importance of creating family business for family to work in. Those are the families that will thrive. Um, going for a hundred thousand a year, six figures a year minimum, right? Don't 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 be one of those people that's like, well making 40,000 and then 6 months a year down the road you're like I listened to what she said I got myself to six figures I made it no baby boy baby girl keep pushing always keep pushing every day and every way I'm becoming a better and better version of myself and that means also in your work right and so so um Go for the million. Go for the multi-million. And we'll talk about it because sometimes people will say, well, you're just never happy. You're not ever satisfied. Listen, the moment you stop growing is the moment you start dying. One of the things I loved about my, my grand aunt is she till the very day, like, and I kid you not, and I've shared this with with you before, but I, I remember when she just decided she just was over it. But she really could have lived past a hundred um I remember when she was in the hospital my one of my my mom's cousins asked her she we were planning her hundredth year party, and when I tell you she loved her ninety nine year birthday party, this is to tell you how much vibrancy she had um we planted it, and, and my my folks, they go to church. And we went and we set up everything, got the catering and decorations and the, all the flowers, and we got her dressed up and to go. And she loved every stinking minute, minute of it. She loved having people around her. She loved the hugs. She loved the laughter. She loved the stories. People had so many funny stories about her, and and they loved being around her and um, just... Totally vibrant when you would talk with her, right? Um, so I say all of that to say for why <laughs> I forget. I think I'm, I'm honestly a little bit tired. Like you guys, this stuff is really kind of kind of drain you a little bit. Um, but yeah, these are the families that will thrive. Go for the hundred figures. Oh yeah, so what I was saying about her with the hundred figures, it reminded me all the way up until she was ninety nine she was always going for the higher vibration, always looking, to, always natural curiosity, um, always looking to learn something, right? Always seeking to have new experiences. So when people try to tell you, oh, you're just never going to be happy, you're always chasing the dollar. Okay, we will work on what that means. You know, when do you get to the point where, you know, and is it different for, for divine feminines and divine masculines? We will explore that. But, um, when do you get to the point where it's like, okay, I have a safety cushion. I've provided for my wife. I've provided for my kids. We live in comfort. What does it mean for me to spend time and build the bonds with my family, with my, with my daughter, with my son, with my nieces, my aunts, my uncles, you know, my wife and to enjoy life a little bit. Right. What what does that mean and what does that look like? But 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 by no means do not stay stuck at forty thousand. Don't stay stuck at a hundred thousand. Remember, we live in an abundant universe, and you have to learn to continue to evolve and change with the times. Right, that's part of the divine journey. That's higher laws. Right. So yeah, so I'm going to remind you to go for that h- at least 100000 right? And the more that you sit in that space and you start to strategize, how can I get there quicker and faster? And now you're giving yourself clarity and looking for solutions every day. You know, if you're working to be a supervisor, you're paying attention to what people are saying around you and you're thinking, how can I make this better? How can I make this better for the client? How can I you know, get more inventory. And so that starts to fuel the juice, the juices, right? And again, we're living longer. So invest, it's never too late to invest. I love the example of Warren Buffett from 21 to 33 he became a millionaire. I gave you the the stats on if you type into that calculator, you know, with 20,000 at 2% for 12 years, It was some trillion dollars, and I, I, like I told you, use Novatech. Novatech gives you average. You know, they say past performance doesn't mean future, but for the time that it's there, they give three percent per week. You take your twenty thousand, you take your five thousand, and you add five hundred a month or a hundred a month for twelve years. But start now, and and the models are already out there. They're there for the taking. One of the books that I read, um was talking about how you the formulas are already there you copy what successful people do right not compete with them but you look at the formulas like the work ethics the niche the innovation the approach to how they do it the formulas are already there right successful habits um i'm getting sleepy but i need to um just finish out this last sentence here so and again also just reminding you to look where you fit in in that whole case study right are you the divine feminine divine masculine are you you know making sure that you're not replicating blackistan are you protecting providing maternal um uh productive i think is other productive and that's funny because the men need to be productive in order for the women to be reproductive oh that's deep i came up with that one myself for the for when the men are productive the woman will be reproductive okay um but look at what those all those sectors mean for you. For those of you who are still looking for mission, you know, in terms of farming, elderly care, um, care for children, you know, from uh, adult, from 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 young or youth to adulthood, for women-based sectors you know what are services and goods and luxury services that they're going to need oh that would be good to talk about today on thursday i have so much um stuff i put too much stuff on for today for thursday it's about expansion and jupiter and so i love to do anything about wealth and and money and finances but i'm gonna i'm gonna plug through the rest of today because i've been kind of taking it easy the other days of the but yeah you know what does it mean for travel security and safety, for food, right? For fitness, for beauty, for housing, right? For real estate. So I hope that this was a blessing for you. This is one of the capstone um, messages, and um, we're gonna continue. You're gonna continue to hear me referring to this study. I would say from here on out, right? Same same way I talk about Age of Aquarius. This is going to be a capstone, this study, understanding how this works. We were talking a little bit um, a while back, maybe about six months ago about a book that I was talking about, the sectionals, the 20-year sectionals, Um, uh, something to do with the generations. But every every 20 years, there's four sections um, and how we – progress through those and so this cycle will repeat again this stuff that we're going through another generation will see and experience it right so we can prepare ourselves for it and we can thrive in it if we understand the urban sociology right and and then you start to combine it with other things like I said like Wells of Abundance that book is only like 60 pages I highly recommend it or you can listen to the audio book it's like an hour and 15 minutes on YouTube, but you start to understand the difference between being a plant and animal. And a lot of us are animals. We're not conscious and we're not awakened. And we're just allowing, you know, the locus of control is just, we're going off of animal instinct, but the divine tribe is taking control um, of, of their environments and, and uh, out of the outcomes and going for the best You can have the marriage and you can have the family and you can have the generational wealth. Let everybody else kind of scramble for what they know, but the cream of the crop will meet the cream of the crop at the top. So that's my goal. All right. So I'm out of breath a little bit. I'm going to sign off here know that I love each and every one of you charging you with love with the high vibrational kind of love, 528 Hertz kind of love, um, gonna charge you with the love of your life if that's what you desire but i want to remind you that you are the first love of your life you spend 365 days of the year with yourself you know what makes you laugh cry and smile you spend 24 7 with yourself so you know your hopes your goals your dreams and aspirations so show up for yourself boo I'm gonna charge you with light and black light because black light illuminates the invisible. I understand that the divine feminine, divine masculine, twin flame journey is about love and mission, you know, like romance, but there's mission, there's self uh, development, there's awareness, you know, all the things that lie below the surface that we need to shed light on, right? I'm gonna charge you with health, with wealth, with wisdom, and prosperity. And I'm adding protection on there right? Divine protection. I also want to close out with this mantra. Every day in every way, I am becoming a better and better version of myself. I am your oracle until the next podcast.